Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guests will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. I'm Samantha Jones, and I am so glad that you are here and that you found this show today. Last week was the first episode of Beyond the Bridge, and during that episode, we talked about how I came to know that I'm an animal communicator and about the loss of my mother and how that led me to become a medium. So if you haven't heard that episode yet, you can find that on demand on the Voice America website or uh, on iTunes, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, any place that you get your podcast, you can find that. First, before we get into our guest today, I just wanted to say thank you because I had a lot of really sweet messages from clients as well as new listeners from last week. And that was that was really nice. And so thank you so much for being so welcoming to me in the new show. I also went in this morning to make sure that this show was on iTunes and noticed that there were four or five star star ratings for the show already. So I just wanted to thank whoever did those ratings. I appreciate them so much. That was so wonderful to see. When, when I started my podcast a few years ago, about four years ago, it took a while to get four iTunes reviews. So to have them in one week was pretty cool. So let's get on to our guest. Uh, this week, we have a very special guest, my sister, Amanda. Amanda and I have a very unique story that we're going to share with you today. But first, let's welcome Amanda. So hello, sister. Hello, sister. <laughs> welcome to the show. We are happy to have you here today. So Amanda, like I said, she's my sister, but we didn't get to know each other until about 10 months ago, right? About 10 months. Yeah, that's, um, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so the universe brought us together through a series of pretty wild events. And we're going to tell you about those today during the first part of the show. And then in the second part, we're going to talk about Amanda's journey because she has had her own struggles through alcoholism. And that journey has brought her here today to um, being open to the universe. Her life has changed in a lot of different ways because of it. So and then on the in the third part of the show, we're going to take callers. We can do a reading for you or Amanda and I can answer questions. So let me tell you a little bit about our story. Um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know Amanda about Amanda even until about a year ago. I was raised to believe that a man named John was my biological father. Uh, John and I, we didn't have a really great relationship. My mom and him divorced when I was about two years old. And so we never really got to know each other very well. And then out of the blue in 2003, my mother told me that I could have somebody else possibly be my father besides John. She didn't tell me very much about him. She just told me that he was he delivered newspapers and that they had met in a city named Marina Del Rey. That was all that I knew. I didn't even know his name. My mother also had um, a little issue with lying. So I kind of just figured that she wasn't really telling the truth to begin with that she just was making this up for whatever reason. So I never really looked into it. Um, Amanda, do you want to tell your start of the story, how you found out about me? Uh, <laughs> the part where you found me on online. No, well, well oh. no, let's start. Let's start with, with the first where, time. 
where dad told you that I existed. What did he tell you about me? He just told me that I had a sister, that she was two years older than me, and that he had seen her once only, been told about her once, and that was it. He had never seen her again. And I asked for your mother's last name or a last name you might have had, and he didn't know any last names. And in a way, I was in the same boat you were. I was kind of like, okay, sure. I kind of let it roll off, to be honest with you. I kind of just let it roll off the first time. Yeah. And how long ago was that, do you think? Do you remember about how Mm -hmm. long ago? Oh, I definitely was on my own. I lived in Susanville, so it had to have been at least probably 17, 18 years ago, I would say. Okay. Maybe the the very first time he mentioned it. And then, yeah, once I was married to Jared. So again, later on, maybe 10 years ago, let's say again, slightly, like just in passing, like, right. And again, I just let it roll like, okay. Yeah, we probably found out about it. Well, I didn't even know about you, but about me, about dad around the same time, because it was like a year before my mom passed away, like 2003. So yeah, about 18, 19 years ago. But then what happened was I had this draw, like I want to say, I don't know, about three years ago to do 23andMe. And after I did that and sent in for my DNA, this woman named Shannon contacted me and she said that she was adopted and she was looking for her birth parents. And we were listed as first cousins sharing 13% DNA, which is a lot. Um, And I knew it wasn't my mom's side because from my mom's side, I could see that I was 25% Ashkenazi Jew and she didn't have any of that in her. So we knew obviously this was from dad's side. So I started like trying to help figure out how she could be a Rosier. I was looking at, you know, okay, did, did John have other siblings that I didn't know about? Where could this possibly have come from? But then I just kind of let it go. It just kind of fizzled out until about October, 2021, when Shannon messaged me and told me that she had found the family and was putting pieces together. And honestly, I shrugged it off again. I was like, okay, you know, I, I really didn't believe that I had this father out there that I'd never met. But at the same time, it made sense because I never had that connection with John. It just, it wasn't there. But then a couple of weeks later, Shannon messaged me and actually gave me my dad's name and gave me his Facebook page. And so I went and looked at his Facebook and you could see it. I could see in this, that this was my father. There was no doubt just by looking at that one picture of him. I didn't look anything like John. I looked just like Mark, just like him. So I decided what I was going to do was send him a letter and I found his address or what I thought was his address, which is actually Amanda's address. (laughs) I found it on Google (laughs) and I sent him a letter and I said, you know, I'm sorry if this is awkward, but I believe that you're my father because I had tried to send him through um, social media. He wasn't seeing it through social media. So anyways, uh, Christmas came around. This was last year, Christmas time. And I hadn't heard from him. And I thought, okay, maybe he didn't get the letter or whatever. So then I started taking extra steps to try and connect with him online. And I started looking at other relatives and found uh, Amanda, that Amanda is his daughter. And that's where things started moving, huh, Amanda? Yes, they I did. Decided, <laughs> I decided to, to message. 
Yes. I decided to message her on Facebook, uh, leaving out the fact that I was her sister. I just said that I was a relative and looking to talk to Mark. And you want to tell a little bit about your side up until this point in the story? I believe the message was something like, I think I'm related on the Earrington side of your family. Um, uh, and I've kind of, and, and I think I sort of look like you and other people in your family. And I laughed because you sent a picture and I said, no, we don't actually look alike, but it's nice to meet you. And let me give you my father's information because he would be the one who like does the family history stuff. Like uh, you're probably some distant cousin that like, I don't know. I'm certain of it. And yeah. Then the next morning, Mark called and said, I got something to tell you. And I said, that's my sister, isn't it? He said, yeah, it is. <laughs> but I and, didn't think we looked anything alike <laughs> at all. But I was do. like, nah, she's a nut. She's not look like anything like me yeah. and my cousin Kat because we look alike, a lot alike. Yeah. But now looking, we definitely do. We do. And <laughs> this finding each other has been really amazing for a lot of different reasons. One of them is that probably a year before this happened, I had a breast cancer scare. My, I had a mammogram that came back abnormal. And during that, I was crying that I wish that I had a female relative because my female relatives have all passed or I don't have a relationship with them. So for Amanda to come in and to be a female relative was kind of mind blowing to me. Like I got what I asked for, but also looking at the, timeline of things. Like I'm 45 years old and Amanda's a few years younger than me. And we've missed a lot of our lives together. But looking at the timeline of things, I feel like this was the best time for us to connect to each other because we both are kind of at similar places in our life, but different. And we are um, learning about the universe. And, and one of the crazy things about this story actually is that when I did connect to my dad, I was afraid to tell him that I was a psychic. And he told me that he has visions as well. And Amanda actually didn't even realize that she has these abilities as well. Right, Amanda? Correct. I yep. did not realize until I met you that, yep. I, that what I was doing was actually something that other people weren't. Yes. Yep. And we're going to talk about that in the second part for sure. So she's grown a lot in that area, but it was really amazing to come into a family that understands a little bit about what I do for a living, because that was a scary thing. That's a scary thing for me to tell a lot of people, but for it to be this family that I've never met before. Um, yeah. I was really worried about how you guys were going to take that. So it was nice that it, it, it went great. Um, this has been definitely one of the crazier stories in my life, I don't know about you, Amanda, but I never imagined at 44 years old that I would meet the sister that I didn't know that I had. And we have so many weird things in common, things that you wouldn't, I, how are they? They're not even DNA. How can they be DNA? Like both of us, our favorite Disney movie is Alice in Wonderland. We both have this love for dogs. Amanda is a dog groomer. I was a pet sitter. Now I'm an animal communicator so many things is there anything that stands out to you i'm trying to remember the other things we have in common that just, can't possibly be dna just the movie lines that we know the the songs that we like that we relate to 
It just seems like, yeah, Disneyland is a huge one. Like yes. there, I've never met anybody as enthused about Disneyland as myself until I met you. So that's a huge, that's a huge yes. one for us. I feel like yes. um, there's so many things. I, of course, off the top of my head, I can't think, but yeah, there's a lot. She's, Amanda has been a big help in my life too. Like her coming along has been a blessing in so many ways. I just feel like the universe almost like created this for me. Not that, you know, learning about the rest of my family wasn't. It's definitely been interesting to have all of a sudden have a father at 45 years old, somebody that you don't even know that, you know, it's you're just complete strangers, but you share this person's DNA. You have half of their DNA. So that part of the story has been pretty wild. But the best part of the story, I definitely think, is the relationship that Amanda and I have created and where our relationship is going. And it's just been so special. And it's scary. You know, I, I tell people, like, be careful when you do 23 and Me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you never know what you're yeah. going to find. Right. Yes. This is true. <laughs> but at the same time, finding Amanda has been the biggest blessing that the universe has brought me. I, we had talked, did we talk about this last week? I can't remember, but I have this obsession with my dogs. I don't like leaving them when I go on vacation. I, but I love to travel. And so Amanda has now twice come down and taken care of my dogs while I've been away. It's just things like that, that the universe has like brought me this person that it, it blows my mind, you know? I, no, it's I amazing agree. How, yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel the same Which way. Is, it's the best blessing that I've ever gotten. Definitely. Definitely. So when we go into part two of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Amanda's struggles. She's been through a lot in her own life and a lot to get where she is today. She actually, it's been what, like about a year and a half ago was told that she only had six months to live, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. It was six June, to eight yeah. months to live. Yep. It yep. was in June. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk more about, you know, our relationship and, and how the universe really has made this happen. I think one of the big reasons why I wanted to have Amanda on the show was because I wanted to show how the universe can bring you the things that you never thought were possible. I talk a lot about manifestation, which is really a lot like prayer. And without even knowing it, I manifested our relationship. I manifested this person to come into my life to give me something and to be able to give them something that neither one of us had ever really had before. And for me to help Amanda in ways that I've been able to, and and like I said, like how she's been able to help me. So we're going to talk about all of that. And then, like I said, in the last part of the show, we are going to take callers and we will give you that number. You know what? I'm going to give you that number now, if I can find it here. I had it. And then we can do a reading for you if you call into the show, or we can, uh, you can just ask us questions. So that number is 888-346-9141. And that's not coming up for this next part. That's after the next break. So just hold your calls until then. I'll tell you when to call in, but I wanted to give the number. And then, so you know, if you would like to find me um, on social media, you can find me at uh, Samantha Jones Psychic Medium. That is for Instagram. For Facebook, it's Beyond the Bridge 11. If you'd like to find me on the web, samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. I also have a podcast with my husband called 
spiritual philosophy chatter with the Joneses. We do a weekly podcast about things about the universe. Um, different from this show, we we do a lot more chatting where we kind of just go with whatever we're feeling about the subject that we're talking about. So this week we are doing our spiritual connection to nature and we will be discussing how different things about nature um, makes us feel spiritually, how it opens us up spiritually. So you can find that at Spiritual Joneses on all social media. We are on all podcast platforms. Or if you would like to email me or email us at the show, it is spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. So we are going to go ahead and take our break now, and then we will come back in just a little while and do the second part where we talk about Amanda. And I'm so excited for the listeners to get to know you a little bit more, Amanda. And thank Thank you you. for being here. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. We had talked a while back about um, wanting to have you on the podcast and that hasn't happened yet. So this was great to be able to do it here. I'm so excited. So, So we will be back in just a little while. And thank you again, everybody, for being here. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everyone, to Beyond the Bridge with me, Samantha Jones. And today I have my sister Amanda here as a guest. Welcome back, Amanda. 
Welcome back, Samantha. Thank you. (laughs) So we're going to talk a little bit about Amanda's story now that we've shared how we connected. One of the things that I love the most about Amanda's story is that she has learned to really enjoy the universe and open herself up to it. And I feel like the universe has a lot to do with her recovery from things. So um, so Amanda is a recovering alcoholic. She has been sober for about a year and a half and her battle with alcoholism almost took her life. During COVID, like many people, probably even some of you listening, Amanda dealt with her boredom and general COVID unhappiness with alcohol. Can you tell us a little bit about the journey and that time in your life, like how you got there and what happened leading up to that? Well, I had been drinking like at night, on the weekends, but, you know, I was, I guess what you'd call a functioning alcoholic. I worked two jobs a lot of the time. I did the PTA, the Girl Scouts, the everything. But at night, I drink. And on the weekends, I drink. And when COVID hit and I stopped working for a school district and dog grooming places got shut down, I was at home homeschooling my kids. And from instead of drinking only at night, it slowly went to drinking from the minute I woke up in the morning until the time I passed out at night. I was drinking whiskey at 6 a.m. And I was drinking it all day long. Like literally, I would say three to four drinks an hour at the end. Wow. All day long. Yeah. This is common, a common story in COVID, not just alcohol, but my brother, he did it with food. It's, it's so common that because nobody knew what to do. You didn't know what to do with yourself. You were just locked in your house with nothing. Uh, And so tell us a little bit about how the alcoholism affected your health when you started getting really deep into it. Well, I started getting really sick. Like I noticed that I wasn't being able to feel my toes. And then when it went to not being able to feel my feet, I started going to the doctor and they just didn't, they they didn't seem concerned about anything. They would, you know, give me uh, a gabapentin or two or, you know, some kind of a pain thing and send me away. And that went on for a while. And then I started getting the rest of my body started getting sick. Um, I couldn't eat. I couldn't swallow. Um, I started losing weight very fast. The only thing I could choke down was my whiskey. And a lot of the times I was throwing that back up. Um, but I was still trying to drink that much of it for a while. And then I started going to the doctor and I started telling them, listen, I'm drinking 20 plus drinks a day. This has got to be the problem. And they were, they were giving me CAT scans and ultrasounds and saying, you only have a slightly fatty liver. It's not from drinking. It's got to be something else over and over and over. These doctors ignored me telling them, look at my liver, look at it, look at it, look at it. Until I finally got somebody to send me to a neurologist for what was going on with my legs. The neurologist noticed my stomach was sticking out and said, you have cirrhosis. And I said, no, I don't. And she said, no, you do. And I said, I just had an ultrasound like three months ago. I don't have cirrhosis. And she had me ultrasounded and I not only had full-blown cirrhosis, I was full-blown ascites, which means my stomach was filled with bilirubin and needed to be drained immediately. So I went from about a year of telling doctors that I was sick and something was wrong, something was wrong, until I finally got sent to a neurologist of all people who saw what was wrong. Wow. 
Yeah. What a blessing. I mean, I had colonoscopies, endoscopies. I had every procedure you can think of to try to find out what was wrong with me. And nobody ever thought there was anything wrong with my liver. So in essence, what happened was my liver went from slightly fatty to full-blown cirrhosis in about four months. Wow. That's how bad I was drinking. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when they gave you the the six months to live. Yep. The first time they drained, they drained 23 liters of bilirubin out of my stomach. And I asked the technician, how long do I have to live? And he said, somebody in your condition has about six to eight months to live. Wow. So what did you do from there? When you get that kind of diagnosis, what do you, what'd you do? Well, obviously I, as soon as the doctor pointed out my stomach and told me I had cirrhosis, I quit drinking that day. That day was my last day I drank. Awesome. And then it was a few days later when they drained out the bilirubin that they told me six to eight months. Um, well, I basically, I decided I was going to die. I applied for disability because I decided I wasn't going to be able to go back to work. I was going to be this sick. I was 104 pounds. I had neuropathy from that. I My body mass index had gotten way too low. I have no feeling in my legs from the knees down. I have no feeling in my hands. I have seizures and my legs, um, those things aren't going to go away. But the, the, I just decided that was it. I wasn't going to drink just to, for the healthy part of it, just so I wouldn't feel that sick for the next six months. And I started, I was never in the family pictures. I took pictures of myself. I started making a picture memorial for myself. I was going to die. That I had given into it. I had given into the fact that that's what they told me. And I was, that was it. And I continued over the next few months. I had to keep having Billy Rubin drain, despite that I wasn't drinking. My body wasn't that bad of shape that I had to, I mean, between 18 and 25 liters at a time every one to three weeks wow. for a couple of months. And then onto drugs like Lasix and things to, to finish getting rid of all that. Yeah. When we met, you were still very sick. Yes, I was not maybe not as much as you were you know and and maybe you weren't being completely honest with how bad it was but yeah you you were very sick the first time that amanda came out that she came out to where i live and we met we borrowed a wheelchair from my husband's aunt in case we needed it because amanda needed a wheelchair to get around so why don't you tell the listeners where things went from there where you know your recovery and and where you are now well, I slowly started hearing as I was um, getting drained and getting all these drugs that my life expectancy was going up, that it was now a year, you know, a year to a year and six months. And then it went to, well, well possibly two. And then, you know, they kept asking me, when are you going to quit drinking? And I kept saying, I quit drinking. What are you talking about? I've stopped drinking. I'm never going to drink again. I don't want to die. And the expectancy that they were giving me was for somebody who was still drinking. Hmm. So the the continued medical care and the me not drinking meant that I was going to live and longer at least. And so I kind of stopped like planning my funeral, as it were, and start decided that I was going to live and I wasn't scared of anything anymore. I wasn't afraid of things I was afraid of before. I used to be terrified of flying. I never would have flown to see you. I would have made my husband drive me down there and drop me off. I never would have flown. But then I started thinking things like, what's the worst that can happen? You can die. You're supposed to be dead already. Right. Every, Every day that you're alive, the day that you're on this airplane is a day that you are already supposed to be dead. 
And I started looking at things in a different way because I was brought up that sinners went to hell. And that's where, when I decided I was going to die, that's where I figured I was going. I, I was an alcoholic. I was, I was a bad person. I was going to hell. That's what I decided. And when I realized I was going to live, I was like, you know what? A bad person doesn't just beat the odds like that. Something, there's a reason. There's a reason why right. I'm still here and I'm not afraid of these things anymore. Why aren't I afraid of anything anymore? I wasn't terrified of COVID anymore. I was terrified of COVID because I was so sick. I wasn't scared anymore because what was the worst that could happen to me? Right. Uh, and some, there had to be a reason. And at that time, my reasoning was God was listening. When I, when I begged for, I wanted to stop drinking. I knew the problem. I said, please, God, make me, help me stop drinking. And the only way I know now the universe could do that was to make me that sick and scare me enough that I was going to die. Right. For me to stop. And that's what I thought God had done was intervened enough for me to stop drinking. And I was going to live because that's what God did for me. Yep. And so I started living that way. And then I met you. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of things changed even more when I yes. met you. A lot of the things that I live for now are a lot different. And the way that I live and the way that I think are amazingly different in such good ways in such good ways. I just, God and the universe really are the same thing. And like you said, praying and manifesting are the same thing. And my biggest relief when I met you, the first thing I think I asked you about when I found out you were medium and everything was about death. I, I was very scared to die because I didn't want to go to hell. I just knew that's where I was going. And you told me there's no hell. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh no, there's a hell. Oh no, 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 there's a hell. What do you mean? There's no hell. There's a hell. It's right there in the Bible. And you were like, whoa, <laughs> slow down there, chief. <laughs> and <laughs> we started talking about things that I had been thinking about my whole life. And I was like, I am not, I'm not a sinner. There's not, that's not what this is. Right. The things that I thought were wrong, that I was thinking, that I thought I was doing, that I thought I was seeing my whole life, that I was putting pushing down because I thought they were sinful. You don't talk to psychics and mediums. You don't, you definitely aren't one. You know what I mean? Right. In, in my religion, that was in the Bible that that is not okay. And I was brought up that way. And so anything that I thought I might've had definitely wasn't going to be told to anybody. Right. Until I met you. And then I realized that it is okay. And it, there isn't a hell and that the universe wants us to use these things. Right that we're given. And I'm so excited. I like, it's, I have <laughs> just talking about, I'm so excited about the things that I've learned since I've met you. Yes. Uh, so right. I wanted to ask you, um, do you remember when your opinion of hell changed? What happened? The sign that you asked for? I, I can't, what did I ask for? Oh my gosh. The oh, wind I chimes. Was. I know what it was. It was okay. wind chimes mm -hmm. and it was wind chimes and it was winter and it was cold and there aren't wind chimes out in my town because there's snow and a lot of wind and storms. So I asked for something that I love because I love the beach, but I knew I wouldn't really see them here. And I saw them, heard them. I would be talking to you, Samantha, on the phone, and they would be behind her from someone else's yard. I could hear them. 
And they were just everywhere in every movie, in uh, in everyone's yard. I was like, where did you decide to put a wind chime? Your wind chime was not there last week, madam. I'm certain of it. I am certain of it. They were everywhere in every grocery store. I'm like, why are we selling these in the snow? Either they were already selling them and I never noticed them. Or all of a sudden, right. every place in town, they were all of a sudden there. And it was the first time I'd ever asked for a sign. And I was like, oh my, yes. this is, this is real. There's no hell. And I was like, in a way I've been living my whole life terrified that I was going to hell. That was such a weight off of my shoulders, those signs that, and it's still like, if it ever does like cross my mind, say I'm watching a movie or something and there's something about hell, there will literally be right after hell, a wind chime. Yes. Every single time, I, I can, swear yeah. to you, it happens every time. And every time I giggle in my head, like, huh, you worried about that? You worried about that for 42 years? Yeah. You know, there's, there's a your of- sign every day that you ever say the word hell, there's going to be a wind chime blow every day. There's a lot of people that live their life based on if they're going to hell or not. I I was one of them once upon a time. My husband was one of them until all of this happened. And, and now he's the same way he doesn't there. And let's talk a little bit about why we say that there is no help. There's a lot of reasons, but first of all, let's look at this logically. We are spirits. We have a soul. We are, we do not take this human flesh body with us when we go someplace like hell. So we're talked about, you know, burning in this fiery place. Well, how do you burn when you have no body? Uh, we are, I would say, and I I do say this sometimes, is that this is hell right here, where we are right now. This is the worst that it's going to get. Of all of the spirits that I have connected to in all of the years, nobody has ever said that there was a hell. Nobody's ever given me a reason to believe that there is. I've never talked to a spirit that is bad or has said that, you know, they've seen a hell. Nothing like that. On the contrary, they've told me, no where you are right now is the worst that it gets. This is in a kind of way, hell, right? So yeah, there's, so there's a lot of, um, a lot of different reasons why I say that there's no hell and why Amanda has come to learn that as well. But I think that that is a huge part of a spiritual awakening. And Amanda's definitely gone through a spiritual awakening since we've met and it's been amazing to watch, but it's, it's been tough, huh? It's not so easy. Wi- it's been a wild ride. Yeah. I, it's in my top five. <laughs> I'll give it that. Cause it's a roller coaster. It's happened so fast. It's happened so fast and it is a roller coaster. Yeah. 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 One second you, you know, you think you got it all figured out. And then the next, it's like, why is all this happening to me? Where are all these signs coming from? Why do I keep seeing one, one, one everywhere I go or, you know, whatever the signs are. But when we come back after the break, we'll talk more about this. And like I said, we will take, if there's callers, we'll take that, the callers. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the spiritual awakening. If we have time, the different things that Amanda's experienced and, and, um, in general, spiritual awakening, because I'm sure that there's a lot of you listening today that have either been through a spiritual awakening or are currently going through it. And I really don't know that I can ever say that it ends because I still feel like every day we learn that never stops. So it's like we're, we continue to awaken and evolve. And it's absolutely amazing and wonderful. And the universe is an amazing place. 
So let me, before we go to break, give you my information again so you know where to find me. If you would like to find me on the web, you can go to samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can read my bio there. You can set up an appointment, see prices for readings, um, everything that you need right there. Social media is at Beyond the Bridge 11 for Facebook and Samantha Jones Psychic Medium for Instagram. And then there's also the podcast that I have with my husband called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. We release a new episode every Sunday. You can find us on all social media platforms or you can find us on social media at Spiritual Joneses or email us spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. So there's my spiel of all the different million ways that you can find me. Um, and then after the break, like I said, we will come back and we will talk more with Amanda about the spiritual awakening and we will take your calls. If there are any, we would love to do that. I'd love to do a reading if there's somebody that is in need of one. So we will be back after the break. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Samantha Jones, and we are here today with my guest, my sister, Amanda. And she's been talking with us about her struggles through alcoholism and her spiritual awakening and all kinds of wonderful stuff. So welcome back, Amanda. Hello. Hello. Okay, so if anybody would like to call and talk to us or get a reading, you can do so now. We will take those callers. Again, that number is 888 888- Three four six nine one four one, but let's talk about the spiritual awakening a little bit, Amanda. Do you want to talk about how maybe that started for you? 
the things that you first started noticing about the universe that you didn't notice before? Yeah, I noticed a lot of things that I had actually noticed my whole life, but it never really registered numbers for sure. Angel numbers like you and I have five, five, fives and, you know, different sets of numbers that we relate to. And I've always looked up and seen a clock at an angel number at a number that means something to me. It never, it just always brushed off like, Oh, ha ha. The clock's at one, 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 or, you know, things like that. Um, definitely the animal stuff. I, once I met you and was sort of looking a little bit closer at things. And I would say things to you and and say, but that's obvious though. So that can't be the answer. And just looking at an animal, let's say a picture of, and I would say, well, there's something wrong with his leg, just the way he's standing. And that, but that's obvious. So that can't be the problem. And you would say, but that is the problem. And that isn't obvious to everybody. And things like that were my whole life with animals. I knew that there was something wrong with an animal. You know, I, I almost like I was feeling them. Like you say, now I know that I'm an empath. I did not understand that that's what that was, that I was, when my husband was in a bad mood, I didn't feel well. I was tired more. I felt grumpier like he was when I'm in a crowded place. I was like overwhelmed. And now I know it was overwhelmed with other people's energies and that now I'm learning how to control that. I'm learning how to control how to keep my energy still around people that aren't that people that don't have still energy, which is a lot of people Yeah, when you're out somewhere, you know, and it now at work, I realize that all these years I've been talking to the animals and I legitimately talk out loud to them and, but I'm doing it in my mind as well. And I didn't realize. And in fact, the first year that my shop was open, my dog grooming shop was open. I did an interview on the radio and he said something, the gentleman said something to the effect of people had said how calm their animals are there. And I said, well, you just have to talk to them. I said something to that effect and I'm looking at it now. And even then I knew that I was talking to them but not just out loud. And I was, I knew what dogs didn't like certain things and which dogs didn't, you know, want touched on the face. And just, I just knew those things about animals. And now I realize why. Yeah. So a lot of things like that songs that would repeat, I still call you and say, this song won't leave me alone. I don't know what it's about. We have, we both have songs that remind us of certain people. We know, I feel like now my songs that are on the radio in the morning, if they come in a certain way, certain songs, that's how my day is going to go. Yep. I understand that now. And I didn't before, but listening to certain songs now, I can almost guarantee you who's going to contact me that day. If I'm going to have a good day with clients, a bad day with clients, yep. just by turning on the radio now. And I never listened to it before like yep. that. It's amazing, huh? It is. But, yes. Yep. The way your intuition has opened. Um, so yeah. let's, we have a caller. So let's, yeah. So let's take our caller. Her name is Arlene and she's in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Arlene. Hi, how are you ladies? How are you today? Great. How are you? Doing okay. Thank you. Great. How can we help you today? I have a question about uh, awakening. I had my awakening about a year ago. And since then, I, I, I noticed some people that start falling out of my life and other people that are coming into my life. But one thing that I've also noticed and, and, and understand I'm already 54 years old and 
had my awakening this much later in life. But for some reason, I cannot stop thinking about someone from my childhood, someone that I knew uh, just as a very young girl, uh, knew throughout school, and he was just a, a good friend. But mm-hmm. I have not seen him in 30-something years since we graduated both from high school, went on to college, and again, it was just a friendship. And for some reason, ever since I had my awakening, it has been constant. And I, I don't know why. Like I said, people have fallen out of my life. Come Now it, things are, are just so many changes. Right. I Can totally I understand. This yes, go for it. This? Yeah. Okay. First of all, very first thing I want to say is find him. Find him, find him, find him. Because the universe is telling you either that that person is thinking about you or there's there's something to do with that person. If that happens to me, a certain song will remind me of somebody and I call them and they go, I've been thinking about you. Out of nowhere, I've been thinking about you. And so I'm going to say, I think Samantha would say contact them, but I do in this recent awakening, have had so many people that have fallen out of my life, mm-hmm. especially out. Um, I have had more come in, yes, but out because of your awakening, I think you see things different and you understand people differently. And the universe just sort of weeds out the ones that aren't going to help you in your journey. Yes. I totally agree with what Amanda said. The only other thing that I would add about this guy is, is it possible that he's passed away? Mm. That's the only other thing is that Uh, maybe his spirit is trying to come to you. So those are the two things I would have said. Either he's passed away, he's trying to come to you, or he's thinking about you too, or there's a reason why the universe is doing this. It, yes, reach out to that person if he's still alive, uh, because there's definitely a reason. You wouldn't, you'd be able to let it go if if there wasn't a reason. Um, also, with the people falling out, this is something that I've noticed too. My husband, we were just talking about this recently people will come and go from your life because they don't, they're not on the same vibrational level that you are. And surrounding yourself with people that are low vibration brings you down. And Mm -hmm. so the universe wants us to surround ourselves with like-minded people that are positive or people that we can help as well, because going through the spiritual awakening, we have a, a way that we can help people in a different way, you know? So definitely, I, I totally understand the people falling out. Um, just like Amanda said. So um, did that answer your question or is there anything else that we can answer? It does. No, it does. Thank you. I I wasn't sure if that was honestly something that is uh, normal or or natural. And you're right. Ever since I I have so much, uh, I feel as though I have so much love to give. And there are people that are, I've noticed that have fallen out that are just um, always either negative or very, angry. And I noticed that I said, wow, I'm just noticing what's happening. And I just, I thought, well, the universe does work in, in, in strange ways. And, uh, as far as that person, I did, um, ask somebody and I said, I've been thinking about for some reason. And they said, yes, that person is, um, living in a whole other country uh, and moved out of the U S and is living in in another country and is, married, has a family. And so I just left, left it at that. And I asked the universe, I did say, you know, to please just get that out of my mind. 
uh, I, I don't know why this is, con- I wake up, I mean, wow. in my head yeah. and I asked, you know, so please just stop. It's, it's, it's meant for nothing. I don't know why. And it just won't stop. <laughs> what I would do, <laughs> I, I would set signs, Arlene. I would ask the yeah. universe for signs if you're supposed to proceed okay. with finding this person, because it may be something that you're not really expecting. Maybe he's struggling with spirituality himself. Maybe, you know, it could be so right. many different things, but yeah, set some signs with the universe, you know, for, ask okay. for whatever, ask for numbers or a song or, or whatever you use. And, um, it'll tell okay. you the universe will absolutely tell you. Okay. I will do that. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for taking your time. And this is just such a, a wonderful, I'm so glad that, that I found this and was Yay. listening to this. So thank you so much. I'm definitely going to share this with others. Oh, thank oh, you. Thank you. So glad you. Yeah, so glad you found the show too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Have a, thanks, you too. Have a good day. I love the callers. They're so nice. Thank you. That was they, fun. Yeah, yeah wasn't I, that? I do an answer to one, so that was really fun. No, and, and I knew that you were going to get excited about that because this is something <laughs> that you've noticed too in the spiritual yes. awakening is that the universe does all of these things to try and make your life better. Like how I said yeah. that Amanda came in and people pushing people out of your life that aren't supposed to be in it. And sometimes we have a hard time with wanting to let go of people or things because we don't think that's what we're supposed to do or we're attached to it. Even family, even family that is really hard on you or makes you feel bad about yourself. It's okay to separate yourself from that for your own vibration and your your own happiness. Because when you're around people like that, like what Amanda was saying before we took the caller about picking up other people's energy, when you pick up other people's energy like that, it brings your vibration down, which means that you get kind of sad, nervous, depressed, whatever the negative feelings are that you're feeling. We're not supposed to let people's energy do that, but sometimes you can't help it. And so that's why we have to surround ourselves with like-minded and like vibration people. So we have a few minutes left. Is there anything else that you want to talk about as far as the spiritual awakening goes or, or anything that you think our listeners would enjoy hearing? Oh my goodness. You're putting me on the spot. I know. Uh, ah, <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, what else? Oh, there's so many things I have changed since I'm starting. I'm not going to say that I'm awakened at all. I'm start. I'm barely starting, but I'm, I'm, really, really working on the animal communication right now. And I'm having a hard time right now. I'm a little bit blocked, but um, I'm working on that. And that is amazing. If you feel like you have something like that with animals, it, it it's so amazing that, to be able to use your mind to ask an animal well, for me, you know, if an animal, if I'm grooming an animal now, I can just ask him, you know, if I, if I grew, if I cut these toenails and you be nice, then I won't blow dry you, you know, and literally it works like that. And I didn't realize that I didn't realize that I was already doing it. Yes. And I, I legitimately write in people's files now, like dog communicates <laughs> so that I know yeah. the dogs that, that, that I, that understand me, that I understand, you know, And it's amazing. It's amazing. And I get now, you know, the signs from the people on the other side are amazing. I get signs from Samantha's mother. Yes. Like nobody's business. (laughs) I get signs from Linda every day, everywhere. 
I don't know why she likes to be in my life so much, but that Linda girl is around. And I hear songs about people from the other side when I'm thinking about them. I can almost, I swear I can hear my mother-in-law's voice. Um, I talk out loud to her. I've always done that. And I did have you do a reading for her one time. And she did say that she hears me and talk to her. And I thought that she meant out loud, but come to find out if I can get a little stronger, I'm going to be able to actually do what you can do, hopefully, and be able to actually talk to her. That is the most amazing thought and feeling to me that I'm going to be able to talk to my grandmother, instead of asking you to ask my grandmother for something, yes. you know, or, I mean, I do still ask, I ask for signs. You should, oh, the signs are wonderful. You'd be amazed. Ask for something you think you'll never see. I swear to you, you will see it. You will. Uh, you know, I've, my niece has asked for things like a gold star or a green heart. And you would be like, you'll never see that. Yep. And the next day there's a gold star right in front of you. Like, yep. My husband has asked for an eagle and one has flown directly across his face. And when he asked for it, when I told him, look down, his shirt had an eagle on it. He didn't <laughs> even know. Things like that. Ask for signs because they'll, they'll come to you. They will. Yep. That is absolutely how it works. Those are great things to share with the listeners. Thank you so much, Amanda, for coming on the show today. I'm so I'm glad so that excited. we got to do Thank this. you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to share our story. I hope that it was inspirational to some people to maybe go out and find what they've been looking for. Ask the universe for help and anything that they need and understand that it is always there to support them in every way possible. Uh, if you, by chance, are up in the Northern California area, my okay. sister, Amanda, she has, um, she's a groomer at Dirty Paws Spa. She's a wonderful groomer and you, you can tell too now with her connection to the animals that they are even in better hands. So if you need a groomer, that number is 530-257-DOGS and she is fabulous. So, and then as far as this show goes for next week, next week, we are going to be talking about animals and pet grief. Um, we don't have time to get into it right now, but Amanda herself lost one of her dogs yesterday um, and it has sparked this interest in me to want to talk about it. So we're going to talk about grief and how to handle that when an animal passes away. And if you would like to find me again online, you can go to samanthajonespsychicmedium.com for the podcast. That is Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. You can find it actually there right there on the website as well. So I hope that you have enjoyed episode two. And thank you again, Amanda, for being here. And we will talk to everybody again next week. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Peace and love. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love. Thank you.